With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome back, everybody, to Rams Up, your favorite L.A. Rams podcast. You can also follow us on YouTube. Got some great video content. Our YouTube handle is at L.A. Rams Up. You can follow us on Instagram as well. I'm your host, Mark. Let's get to it. Welcome back, Ram fans. Episode 145 of Rams Up. We're going to take a quick look back at this Packer-Ram game, get through some Ram notes, and then we'll have our Bronco-Ram preview. Also, in this episode, you get three for the price of one. One segment, including updated power rankings. We're only ranking the teams that matter at this point. An early look at what the NFL playoff field will look like, and another round of who's pumped, who's pissed, who's perplexed, taking the pulse of NFL fan bases across the league. That's always a lot of fun. And lastly, of course, our ramps up straight up game picks. Let's take a quick look at snap counts from that Packer game. Tutu Atwell, 38 snaps, 84% of offensive snaps. The Rams brain trust finally showing some confidence in Tutu Atwell. Austin Trammell had 14 snaps. Now, I think that was probably due to Skyronic's injury. Kyron Williams, just four snaps, while Malcolm Brown had seven. Now, Brown's out there for pass protection. I get it. Still thought we'd see more of Kyron Williams. On defense, Ernest Jones out there for less than half the snaps. Now, my reading indicates 
The Rams are trying to match up with the Packer personnel, but I think it hurt us in our run defense. Took a step backwards in that regard. Ernest Brown, 11 snaps. I'm guessing that's a career high for him. Daniel Hardy was out there for five snaps. Quentin Lake came into this game with one snap. He doubled that against the Packers. He had two, and now he has three on the year. I think we'll see more of him moving forward. He's got to find the right role for him. Darion Kendrick, one snap. Now, I'm hoping the Rams can spend the offseason rehabbing Darion Kendrick. He's had some bad experiences in his rookie year. I still think he has some talent, though. Hopefully they can bring him back and he can be a contributor in the secondary next year. You know, I gave Jalen Ramsey a game ball, and I guess it was deserved. He allowed zero receptions on just two targets at a career-high 93.5 in run defense, and he was fired up all game. And, by the way, that flag was bogus in the end zone. Probably should have led off with this. You all know by now Ben Skowronik and Brian Allen both out for the year with calf strains. That sounded really odd to me when I heard it, but whatever. Now, I wouldn't doubt that either one of these guys could come back before the end of the season, but at this point, let's just shut them down. Makes sense to me. Last year, the Rams had four pro bowlers. This year, just one Aaron Donald. If anyone got slighted, I'd say Matt Gay, maybe Bobby Wagner. Matt Gay was a pro bowler last year, and he had a great year. He was great from distance, very consistent, didn't miss a pat until the Packer game. I thought he might be a pro bowler once again, but apparently not. Now, I've already seen Ram fans getting stirred up about the draft and a few people talking about spending a bunch of draft picks on offensive linemen. Now, I'm going to try to record a video for the YouTube channel in the next couple days. It's a holiday weekend, so no promises here telling you why that is a mistake, why you should not expect that. Could the Rams draft three offensive linemen, one early, one in the middle rounds, one late, I suppose. But this idea that the Rams are going to focus on offensive linemen in the draft, I think is a mistake, a misconception, and I will try to explain why. Another thing I'm going to share on the YouTube channel, possibly as a short, is why the Rams might be better off losing against the Broncos. There's three reasons why they should lose to the Broncos. Now, when the game starts and we get rolling against the Broncos, heck yeah, I'm going to be rooting for the Rams. But if they do lose, there are there are three reasons you might actually be happy about that. One is the Rams draft position. The other is the third or fourth place schedule in the division. Both of those are kind of obvious. The third reason is the Seattle Seahawks position in the first round of the draft owning the Broncos pick. I'm going to leave it at that for now. Check out the YouTube channel for more on that and on why the Rams probably won't be as invested in drafting offensive linemen as a lot of you apparently think. Next up, a preview of that Ram Bronco game.
let's get into another game preview. This time, Week 16, the Denver Broncos visiting the Los Angeles Rams at SoFi Stadium. This is a team the Rams have done pretty well against historically. They lead the series 9 wins and 5 losses. Don't play each other all that often. Last time they played, October 14th, 2018, the Rams 23, the Broncos 20. That was Jared Goff versus Case Keenum. Lots of field goals and two Todd Gurley TD runs. That was the Rams Super Bowl year. Memorable games. Well, this is easy for me. The 2000 season opener, September 4th, Rams 41, Broncos 36. And this game was memorable to me for two reasons. Number one, Rams are coming off that Super Bowl win against the Titans. And after all those years of misery, I was concerned, had the rest of the league figured out the greatest show on turf, and it was over for us. One great year, and then we're done. Another five, six, seven years of horrendous football. Did we still have it? Was the greatest show on turf going to continue? And wow, it did. And the other reason it's memorable to me, I did a countdown of my 10 greatest plays of all time, really my 10 favorite Ram plays of all time. And number one on that list was that short little pass on the right, Kurt Warner to Oz Hakim in this game. And Oz Hakim and Torrey Holt scampered down the right sideline, having a little chat on their way to the end zone. The greatest show on turf definitely had a second season. And if any play epitomized the greatest show on turf, It's that play. Broncos are coached by Nathaniel Hackett. He's in his first year. Could be his last. He was the Packers offensive coordinator for three years. Tons of respect for the job he did there by everybody across the league. So he gets the job as a head coach. And is this the Peter principle at work? Getting promoted to your level of incompetence. That might be a little harsh, but He's definitely not getting it done as the head coach. And a lot of people saying he may have lost this team on opening day, that game in Seattle where he opted for the long field goal instead of letting Russell Wilson trying to convert a fourth down. They missed the field goal. They lost the game. And it's been a downward spiral since then for the Denver Broncos. Not what the Bronco faithful were expecting when they made that trade for Russell Wilson. Speaking of Russell Wilson, key players for the Broncos, their quarterback, the old Seattle quarterback that the Rams did pretty well against. Wilson had an 8-12 and record against the Rams. This year, he struggled a quarterback rating of 37.1. That's 29th in the league, just 11 TDs on the year. I just don't think he's the same quarterback he used to be. And I said that when they made that trade, Bronco fans are going to be disappointed. And one of the occasional times that I nailed it. Latavius Murray has been getting it done on the ground from the running back position. Jerry Judy, their number one wide receiver. Cortland Sutton, another very good wide receiver. He returns from injury. Pat Sertain, one of the better cornerbacks in the league, one of the better cover cornerbacks, and Kareem Jackson, the safety. He's a key player as well, but they've lost some key guys. Bradley Chubb, the outside linebacker, moved on to the Dolphins. Randy Gregory on IR, and Garrett Bowles, their best offensive lineman, I would say. 
he's on injured reserve with a broken leg. So it's not just the Rams that have been rocked by injuries, the Broncos as well, but not nearly to the level of the Rams. They traded away their first round draft pick this year. So their first pick was in the second round. They picked Nick Bonito, a linebacker out of Oklahoma. I really liked their third round pick, tight end Greg Dulcich out of UCLA. I think he's going to be a good one. Team stats, both of these offenses, well, these are two of the worst offenses in the league. The Rams are dead last currently, Denver sixth worst, and neither of them have anything they hang their hat on. They struggle on the ground and through the air equally. Although last week, Latavius Murray, 24 rushes for 130 yards and a TD, so he's a guy to keep an eye on. Defensively, they're both pretty good. Denver holds up against the pass a little bit better. The Rams better against the run, although with Ajon Robinson and possibly Aaron Donald out, it's not as strong as it has been earlier in the season. Certainly not up to the Rams' standards, but still a pretty decent run defense and overall a very good defense. Odds, Broncos currently favored by two and a half. Weather will not be a factor at SoFi. Both teams come in four and ten. How did the Broncos get here? We know how the Rams got to four and ten, the long losing streak, and then the win over the Raiders and another loss to Green Bay. The Broncos were two and one after beating the 49ers in week three. They lost four straight and then beat the Jags. They lost another five straight before beating the Cardinals last week. And that was the game where Murray dominated with that 130-yard 1TD outing. What are my fearsome four keys to the game? Well, I'm going to cheat on you once again. I've only got three. It's getting that simple for the Rams. Key number one, they got to move the ball consistently on the early downs, preferably on the ground. They've been making some headway there with Cam Akers. Kyron Williams like to see him get more touches, but Akers has played well the last couple of games. But they got to keep that up, and it's all on the offensive line, right? Havenstein will be holding up at right tackle again. Coleman Shelton will have to play center with Brian Allen out for the year. So they'll have three backups in there other than that, and only one guy playing in his normal position. They've got to find a way to get it done, and maybe it's not necessarily always running the ball on first down, mixing it up a little bit, play action, whatever it takes to not get behind the chains. I guess that's really the key. Don't get behind the chains on those early downs, but preferably running the ball, especially considering Denver's pass defense is stronger than the run defense. So key number one, early downs, move the ball on the ground, don't get behind the chains. And key number two, well, let's deduce that they're going to fail at number one, because for the most part, they have. And if they do get behind the chains, they got to find a way to protect Baker Mayfield better than they have. They've got to move the pocket, have him roll out more, get a little creative in the passing game, whatever it takes. Keep Mayfield standing upright where he can find his receivers. That's what it's going to take. The offensive line, keys number one and two, they just got to play better. And I know it's asking a lot considering we got street-free agents and guys off of other teams' practice squads filling three of those five positions. But if we want to win, they're going to have to play better. For some key number three, the defensive line has held up pretty well for most of the year. Actually, before the injuries to Donald and Robinson, we were really strong against the run. 
and Marquise Copeland, Greg Gaines held it down for a little bit. Copeland was out. Rotate Jonah Williams and Bobby Brown in. And at first, it looked like they were holding up pretty good. And I think last week, we started to see them get worn down a little bit. We were getting gashed a little bit by the Packers, especially late in the game. So we need to bounce back from that. The defensive line needs to play better against the run against this Broncos team. That's the only thing I could ask of this defense because they've been pretty solid. I know a lot of people are unhappy, just frustrated with this bend-don't-break kind of soft style of defense they've been playing. But overall, they've played pretty darn well. The one chink in their armor recently, that defensive line play against the run, we need to improve there. Those are my three keys Two associated with the offensive line. One, the defensive line. Pretty cliche, pretty basic, not very creative. Hey, it's football. That's where we need to play better to win this game. It's going to be a low-scoring game. My prediction, Rams 16, Broncos 13. I don't know what the over-under on this is, but bet the under. The only way this is getting over 30 points is if there's a pick six or a big defensive play to give an offense an easy touchdown. This is going to be a grinded out, fist fight of a football game. Rams come out with the win, though. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is my go-to when betting on the NFL this holiday season. Right now, everyone can earn up to a 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. And if you're looking for a Week 12 same-game parlay, how about this one? Right now, Texans plus 7 against the Dolphins. The over-under is 45. The Texans have the worst rush defense in the league, giving up 181 yards per game. First of all, I think the Texans plus 7 is a good bet, and I think we're going to go with the under on that point total of 45 for a couple reasons. Both teams are going to try to run the ball, That'll shorten the game. Damian Pierce has a good chance of slicing and dicing this Dolphin defense. So both teams are going to be running the ball. So take the under on the point total. Take the Texans plus seven. And I'm going to say take Mostert over on the rushing yardage. He's going to get plenty of action against this Texans defense. And how about this? If you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, and use code TPPN, place a $5 bet on any NFL team to win their game, you get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TPPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. This is what we're going to do this segment. I'm going to give you three for the price of one. I am going to give you my power rankings. I'm also going to tell you what the playoff field is going to look like. And then I'm going to get back to one of my favorite features, the who's pumped, who's pissed, who's perplexed, trying to take the pulse of fan bases across the league And after last Sunday, after last weekend, man, there are some pumped, pissed, and perplexed fan bases for sure. Now, I'm going to start with my power rankings. And 
you know what? I only got nine teams here I'm going to list. And these are the nine teams that I think right now have a realistic, is that the right word? A realistic shot at winning the Super Bowl. Now, some of these you're going to say, hey, Mark, these teams have no chance. But that's not really an honest take on it. Number nine and number eight here, especially a lot of people are going to poo-poo these teams. But I think they both have a shot. Now, when I say a shot, I'm saying, yeah, there is a chance. And there's a few teams that I don't think have a chance. I don't think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have a chance. I don't think the Baltimore Ravens do and a couple others. But number nine on my list does have a shot, and that's the Dallas Cowboys. Number eight, the Minnesota Vikings. Look at it this way. The Vikings still have a good shot at the number two seed. They will definitely have a home opener in the playoffs. And from there, if the playoffs break correctly for them, they could have a couple of home games. And the Vikings are a very, how should we say, unreliable team. The worst 11-3 and team in the history of the National Football League, perhaps, some are saying. But come on, they got a chance at getting to the Super Bowl. And if you get to the Super Bowl, hey, you get a shot at winning it. Number seven is the Miami Dolphins. Can't quite figure out what to make of them. A few weeks ago, I, I had them as a Super Bowl favorite. Now, kind of wondering. Number six, making a late season charge, the Los Angeles Chargers. Number five, the Kansas City Chiefs. Can't count out Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. That's for dang sure. And number four, here come the Cincinnati Bengals. What a rally against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase could be deadly in the playoffs. Number three, the Buffalo Bills. Josh Allen getting it done, making it a little bit harder than it should be for a team that some are saying is going to win the Super Bowl. But they're in the hunt, that's for dang sure. And number two, the San Francisco 49ers, as much as it pains me to say that, They should have handled the Seahawks even easier than they did. That game really wasn't that close, not even as close as the score indicated, an eight-point margin. But they are on a roll. Defense is very good. The offense finding their groove with Brock Purdy. And as well as Brock Purdy has played, that's still a concern in the playoffs, right? That team gets behind or he makes a couple of bad throws. Their season could come to an end real quickly. And number one, obviously, the Philadelphia Eagles. They seem to be just humming along, a dangerous team in the playoffs, and playing at home until the Super Bowl, as long as they keep winning. And what does my playoff field look like right now? In the NFC, the number one seed will be the Eagles. The opening weekend, it'll be the Lions at the 49ers. That's my prediction. And how sweet would it be for Ram fans to see Jared Goff knock out the 49ers. Not real likely, but it could happen. And yeah, I'll be pulling for Jared Goff as we all should be. The other games, the Giants at the Vikings, that could go either way, right? Vikings are the better team, but they just seem to be missing something, that it factor, whereas the Giants find ways to win. But I don't know if the Giants are going to be up to it. I think the Vikings would win that game. 
And then the Cowboys at the Bucks. I think the Cowboys defense would control that game and they'd come out with a win. That would leave you with the divisional round games, the Cowboys at the Eagles, divisional matchup, and the Vikings at the 49ers. I won't make any predictions beyond that. In the AFC opening wildcard weekend would be the Dolphins at the Chiefs, Tyreek Hill going home to play his old teammates, the Chargers at the Bengals, and I think the Bengals win that. Probably be a cold weather game, and the Bengals overall are slightly better. Two of the best young quarterbacks in the league, though, that'd be fun to watch. And then the stinker of the weekend, the Ravens at the Jags. And I would take the Jags in that, actually, to advance and play the number one seed, the Buffalo Bills. That's right, the Bills host the Jags in the divisional round, and the Bengals at the Chiefs, a rematch of that game from last year. The Chiefs get the revenge. I'd be betting on the Bengals in that one. Now let's get to our who's pumped, who's pissed, and who's perplexed. Well, Niner fans have to be pumped. They add McCaffrey, Debo goes down, Jimmy goes down, Brock Purdy humming along. How many have they won in a row? Seven straight now? They have to be pumped, but I'm not convinced. They'll be a dangerous team in the playoffs, but I'm not penciling them in for the Super Bowl, that's for sure. And Lions fans have to be pumped. They're 7-7. Seven and seven. If they win out, and they very well could, they'll be a playoff team. That'd be pretty exciting for the Detroit crowd. And the Bengals fans have to be pumped. You know, just a few weeks ago, nobody was talking about the defending AFC champions. Jamar Chase was out. And now they're on a bit of a roll. Jamar Chase is back. They come back from 17-0 down to the Bucks to win. And Jags fans have to be pumped. They are one game behind the Titans after that pick six touchdown, defeating the Cowboys in overtime. Man, the Jags and Lions, both potentially playoff teams. Who would have thought that? Actually, the Lions were one of my preseason picks to make the playoffs, so... Can't say I'm too surprised. And who's pissed? Cardinals fans have to be pissed. Is this the end of the road for their coach, Cliff Kingsbury, their GM? Some strange things going on in the front office there. They're just stumbling along. Could end up in last place in the NFC West. Nothing to be too happy about there. And the Commanders. Commanders fans are pissed with the way that game ended potentially costing them a playoff berth. If you look at their schedule, they win that game. They're sitting pretty. They lose it. They are in deep trouble. Those two calls late in the game. I know there were some calls in that game that went their way earlier, but that illegal formation and then a no-call on pass interference. Hey, if I'm a Commander fan, I am pissed off right now. And Patriots fans... Our franchise is the gold standard in how players are coached, how they are prepared for every scenario. And then we have that at the end of the Raider game. Comical. I would have loved to have been in that locker room afterwards, see how that went down. Man, if I'm a Patriots fan, I'm like, we just kissed away our season, possibly with one of the stupidest plays in the history of the National Football League. And who's perplexed? You know, Vikings fans are probably perplexed. On the one hand, they come back, 
and win that game, but to get down, was it 30 to nothing to the Colts? That's just crazy at home. A playoff team, a divisional champion, down that much in December when you're supposed to be making a push for the playoffs. And Bucks fans have to be perplexed. Hey, they're in first place, right? But how can we be only one game ahead of these dregs in our division? And there you have it. The Bucks possibly missing the playoffs if they don't get their act together. And even if they do, how far can they go with the way this team's playing? I just don't see it. Bucks fans are perplexed. Hey, we're going to win the division probably, but our season will be ending soon enough. And what happens with Tom Brady? And Saints fans have to be perplexed. Yeah, they win, and now they're one game behind the Bucks. And just think if they had not blown that game against the Bucks, given it away at the end, they'd be in first place right now. And Cowboys fans, they lose an overtime on the road to the Jags. You know, they're going to be okay. They're going to get in the playoffs, and they got a really good defense. Their offense is good enough, but... But losing that game to the Jags has to be really painful, and you have to wonder if you're a Cowboys fan, do we really have what it takes to make a playoff run with this team when we can't put away a team like the Jags at the end, a game that we really need to improve our position in this playoff field? If I'm a Cowboy fan, I'll tell you what, I'm pretty perplexed right now. Let's get into our Week 16 Rams Up Straight Up game picks. Wanted to get these out there so you guys can get your bets in. I know what you're doing out there. Quick look back at last week. Mike and Pete both had 11 right and 5 wrong. Lorenzo and myself, 10 right and 6 wrong. The game that got me, well, it was the Rams-Packers. I was the only one that picked the Rams. You know, if I wasn't picking Ram games, I'd probably be in the lead here. But I am, and that's killed me all season long. Pete was the only one that picked the Lions over the Jets. And I, and for someone who loves the Lions as much as I do, I don't know what I'm doing. I should just be picking them every week. If you've been following along, I picked them early in the season, and it bit me, and I swore them off. And now, every time I pick against them, they win. Mike got to jump on everybody by being the only one to pick the Steelers over the Panthers. And I, however, was the only one that picked the Raiders over the Patriots. Kind of got saved at the end there. Well, let's look at next week's games. Really fun Thursday night game, Jags at the Jets. And both of these teams desperate for a win. The Jags chasing the Titans. The Jets chasing a wild card. I'm going to go with the Jets at home. That's going to be a fun game, though. I have no idea how it's going to turn out. Just rolling with the home team here. And if you think that game's going to be fun, this next one could be dreadful. The Falcons at the Ravens. Boy, both of these teams have really been struggling. The Ravens can't seem to score anymore. The Falcons going through a quarterback change. Now they're rolling a rookie out there and a rookie on the road at Baltimore. I'll take the Ravens. Detroit Lions at the Carolina Panthers. Well, who's playing for something, the Detroit Lions, and who's just kind of playing this season out? Although the Panthers, 
no, that division is so bad, they actually have a shot. But I'm going to go with Jared Goff and the Detroit Lions, see if I can get it right one time. I probably just cursed the Lions season away by doing that, but I'm rolling with the Lions. Bills at the Bears. The obvious pick is the Bills, and that's what I'm rolling with. The Saints at the Browns. This game doesn't really appeal to me either. Again, every team in the NFC South is in the hunt for a playoff spot, and for that reason, I am taking the Saints. Seahawks at the Chiefs. The Seahawks need this more than the Chiefs, if you think about it, but They're on the road against a much better team. If this game was at home, I might take the Seahawks in the upset. Not going to do that in Kansas City. The Chiefs win. Giants at the Vikings could be a playoff prelude. Very possible. Vikings sky high after that big Saturday win. And again, the Giants need this more than the Vikings. Could the Vikings maybe be throttling things down without realizing it? I don't think that will happen. I think the Vikings win. Bengals at the Patriots. I've been saying for a few weeks, here come the Bengals. They'll win this game. Texans at the Titans. Boy, that was painful last week for the Titans. They'll bounce back at home against the Texans. Commanders at the 49ers. Commanders will give the 49ers a real test, but 49ers are tough at that home stadium. They'll come out with the win. Eagles at the Cowboys. Now, what do you do with this one? Is Jalen Hurts going to play? Even if he was, I think the Cowboys have a good chance of winning this game. Let's roll with the thought that Hurts doesn't play, and if he does play, he's not 100%, so I'll take the Cowboys. Raiders at the Steelers are marketing this as the anniversary of that Franco Harris play. I think the Raiders are actually a much better team than the Steelers. Steelers always rise to the occasion, though, especially at home. I'm still going to take the Raiders. Could end up being a clunker of a game, actually, but I'll roll with Las Vegas. Packers at the Dolphins. Packers are not really a very good football team right now. They had trouble with this broken down Rams team at home. I'll take the Dolphins. Broncos at the Rams. You know how I feel about that. Rams will win in a nail biter, a low scoring game. The Buccaneers at the Cardinals. Yeah, this is a tough one too. The Buccaneers do not impress me. The Cardinals are a dysfunctional team at the moment from top to bottom. No Kyler Murray, but I'm still going to take the Cardinals. Colt McCoy is not a bad quarterback. One of the better backup quarterbacks in the league, actually. And the Chargers at the Colts Monday night football. In Indianapolis, Chargers are getting healthy. They won last week, and those are the types of games they typically lose, or at least they used to lose. That field goal would have clunked off and upright, and the Titans winning overtime. Something like that would have happened, but this Charger team's a little bit different. I'm taking the Chargers over the Colts. That's my Rams up straight up picks. Hopefully everybody else picks the Broncos and the Rams pull off a win. That's what's been killing me all year long, those Rams games. Maybe they'll help me get right this week, finally. That's going to do it for this episode. Remember, you can reach us at ramsuppodcast at gmail.com. Visit our website at ramsup.com. And don't forget about our YouTube channel. Our handle is at laramsup.com. Until next time, keep the horns up, stay safe, and have fun out there.
music courtesy of the YouTube Audio Library. Tracks featuring Bar Crawl by Track Tribe, Buckeye Banzai by Vans in Japan, and Crimson Fly by Hamama. <laughs>